Darth Vader's coochie stay. Start your sublight engines. It's time for Roop Helps Pod Race, a queer Star Wars podcast. Welcome back to another week of chaos for the Obi-Wan Kenobi finale. Uh, this week, Noah once again, and also Ollie this time, have been summoned for questioning by the Inquisitors, but they'll be back next week when we do our full Kenobi series wrap-up. My name is Jess. I use they, them pronouns. You can find me on social media at Kawaii Jessio. That's K-A-W-A-I-I Jessio. And my gender this week is just hello there. So true. And true uh-uh. words have never been spoken. Spoilers from now on, like everybody stop whatever. But when he said that, I was like, I am the fan being serviced. And <laughs> the I fact just, that I was, on Twitter, I was, it was like trending for a bit of like people being like, he said the line. <laughs> he said it. Hello, I am Mel. I use they them pronouns. You can find me on social media at Melvin Culpa and on TikTok at Grunkle Rex. Sorry, I forgot about halfway through what my social medias were. So slay. And my gender this week is... The Book of Riva. So true. Oh, I'd be so down for that. The halfway through, they can't have the, two episodes through, about no, Mando. Two, no, there are two episodes that are going to be about Quinlan Voss. He just shows <laughs> up and they're like, hey guys. People have been proposing, like, what if they had a show that was just like Quinlan Voss going around helping helping people on the path with his, like, lesbian daughter, Riva. And I'm slay. like, that's so slay. By people, do you mean our bestie, Sage? <laughs> Oh, it was Sage. Oh, my God. <laughs> Shout out to Sage from Welcome Transitions. I also like the idea. I like the idea of this this squad being Riva, Quinlan Voss, and then from that trailer of The Bad Batch Season 2, this will be the last time I ever mention The Bad Batch, by the way. Gunji? Apparently, he's fine, too. So yes! That's three of them. so good. That's squad. I yeah. do like... The fact that Gunji, since he is a, a Wookiee, he ages slower than them. So it would still just be child Gunji with these two adults. I love that. That's a I, that's a slay group. And I think he's far more slay than Groku. I'll say it. I think he would be I want all the merch he, to be about him. Um oh, that's Yeah, so where's Gunji capitalism? So true. <laughs> I mean it's just like Chewbacca capitalism, which is what existed before yeah. Groku. Exactly. It's just Chewbacca capitalism, but cuter. Like, it is smaller. I mean, that's what Grogu capitalism just of Yoda. It's just smaller. Oh, my God. I can't wait for <laughs> 3PO cap. Well, I mean, that's BB-8. Holy shit. Holy shit. <laughs> we've, we've unlocked the code. We figured out the code. Okay, one second. I, let me, I'm trying to think of an obscure character that I can blank capitalism. Um, Bell Zetafar capitalism. What is Bell Zetafar capitalism happening Yeah, quickly? so true. I'd buy into Bell Zetafar capitalism. Yeah. Karl Marx, I'm so sorry, Karl but Marx. I'm buying into Bell Zetafar capitalism. Frederick Engels, sorry. I don't know you. I don't know her. I know Bell Zetafar. She is my best friend. She? I just misgendered Bell. What the fuck? So sorry, Bell. Hi, I'm Claudia. You can find me on social media at Kaludia says K A L U D I A says. Uh, my pronouns are she her. I'm the only cis house on the podcast today, and also the only white one. <laughs> Revenge we did of it, the cis. We did it. Yeah. <laughs> my gender this week is Obi Wan. Where have you been, Loka? <laughs> no, not again. I feel like we made some kind of joke. But, like, with a different character. I think, was, I think it was Din. Where the hell have you been, Loka? Yeah, yeah. there we go. This time, like, like, that was the vibes that Qui-Gon gave, up, gave off was literally just hitting me like, hey, where you been? Hey! Like, he was so chill. He was almost, like, too chill. 
<laughs> Actually, Obi-Wan, it felt more like Obi-Wan also was like, Master Qui-Gon, where have you been, Luke? <laughs> <laughs> and I love how I love how Qui Gon was just like, "Bitch, I've been here the whole time. Why are you taking so fucking long? Come on, I need. I know you were like going through something, but like, chop chop. I am bored in the afterlife. I I like the idea of him being like, you nicknamed yourself after the weird summer you had with Satine. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you're not. He's like, I know that I'm dead, but I'm watching you, bitch. <laughs> Instead of leave room for Jesus, it's leave room for Qui Gon. So true. <laughs> So we're going to try and talk about just the finale today so we don't like go too crazy with it. But what do we want to start with? Because there was there was so much in this. I feel like I kind of want to start with just like my one big critique of the episode, which isn't really even like a critique. It's just, well, it is a critique, but it's not of the actual like content of the episode itself. It's just that this shit was dark as fuck. No, the Game of thrones vacation, Like... <laughs> I'm like, you spent all that money with the volume, and I gotta hear about the volume all the time, and I'm like, I can't see shit. <laughs> like, I literally, it was just like the reflection of their lightsabers on their faces, and that was it. And I was like, I get some of it was the effect, but like, it didn't matter what planet they were on, what ship they were on, it's dark as fuck. I'm like, The only time it wasn't dark as fuck is when they were like on, on Tatooine during the day, or on that one planet outside. <laughs> Oh, literally. What was the reason? Like, I, I, it's, it's where, I mean, so like later in the episode, obviously they have like the parallels to Twilight of the Apprentice, but I'm like in Twilight of the Apprentice and like in animation, you you have to think deliberately about lighting just like you have to do in live action. But like in Twilight of the Apprentice, Malachor is a dark place and they have the, 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 the pyramid thing that it has all the light coming off of it or whatever. And, but like. You can still see clearly whatever the fuck is going on. I'm just I'm just imagining Twilight of the Apprentice in the complete fucking dark. <laughs> <laughs> Which in a lot of ways, unfortunately, I do fear that is Kane and Jairus' perspective. I was just gonna say well, just Kane, oh, Twilight of Twilight. Well, technically that's his perspective, like near the later half of the episode. Yeah, <laughs> when when Ahsoka is fighting Vader and he's like, he's like back in the ship with Ezra and he's like just hearing it, like the audio he's description. He's just like, Ezra, like a, what's happening? He's hearing it like an audiobook, like the rest of us. Oh my god. <laughs> Mark Thompson is telling him what is happening. Right no, now. not Mark Thompson narrating <laughs> the Ahsoka it. Vader fight for Kanan. I want to know Mark Thompson's Ahsoka voice. I don't. I really don't. That's. That's so troubling to me. Cause, no, because no, because you know what? Here's the thing. <laughs> Ahsoka is so lucky. Is so lucky she has a canon voice that he'd have to try to sound like. Because otherwise, he'd be doing some Indira Stokes bullshit where it's like, <laughs> bitch, what is happening on this day? What is this accent? Quickly. I feel like we're starting with our critiques of the episode because most of the rest of it was like, no notes. I loved it. It was very um, good. Again, this whole series has been very good. Yeah, I mean... I cried the entire episode, like about five minutes in, I just started crying and didn't stop. My uh, my only critique other than, boy, can I not see shit, was it is a little disappointing that there's no, not even acknowledgement of Ahsoka. Like, I loved, uh, we talked about this in an earlier episode, I love that we, we acknowledged Padme was somebody that not only he lost and loved, but also that he feels the same amount of guilt ab- about as Anakin to the point where he mentions it it's a through line. He mentions it all the way to the end with Leia. Um, 
I loved how we acknowledged Padme, even though she wasn't there. I, I, you know, we saw a clone, which was not enough. Mm. <laughs> like, I feel like he would have guilt for the clones as well. Like, he watched the clones killing people just like he did with Anakin. Like, and correct me if, I mean, in the Fives arc, he, he knows about the chips. He obviously doesn't know all the information about the chips, but because of the Fives arc, he does know some stuff, like... I feel like he would also, those would also be people he felt like he let down. And I feel like that's very, that was very left out. Obviously, we had a limited amount of time, so I'm not going to like hold it, whatever. But like the connection with Ahsoka and the connection with the, that's like my only thing where I'm like, okay. And I get that those are, those are Dave's little guys and whatever. But like we referenced other things that, so I don't know. That made me feel a little sad. Yeah. And I I think, this is my one thing about Reva that I think is the solution to that is that in a lot of ways, narratively, Reva's quote unquote purpose, because a lot of people are like, why was Reva like finding things to bitch about? It's because she is she is a perfect person to have put into this narrative of like she's dealing with her own shit and we get to see her dealing with her own shit. But also specifically like the shit that she is dealing with is because of Obi-Wan's actions and Obi-Wan doesn't have to like Obi-Wan doesn't have to blame himself. Obi-Wan can like move on from all of this guilt and other shit that's happening with him. Riva as a character like in a more thematic sense was there to be there for everyone who couldn't be mentioned, like the clones, like Ahsoka of like this is someone you have failed, but like you need to move on from that because they are moving on from that. I mean, I think that's a strength overall. I think in this finale, which was in, was genuinely a good finale to a show Absolutely. or a season, if it were to continue, whatever. Um, I think like overall, when there wasn't a direct reference or a parallel, there was a thematic one. And that was why I was like, Deborah Cho, you're the only bitch I respect in this house every single time. Because it was like, okay, we didn't mention Ahsoka, but like I can see parallels to Maul, Ventress, and Ahsoka in whether they are visual, whether they are thematic, whether they are personal character, whatever, in in all in all these people that was like, wow, wow, okay, like I'm getting all my food. So Absolutely. The the way that I was so afraid that when Reva showed up, first of all, someone mentioned on Twitter when she comes over and she's carrying fucking Luke, like that the parallel to Anakin, Anakin, right? Anakin. Yeah, I saw yeah. that with Shmi. I think that was very slay, and it was like Anakin Skywalker. Fuck you. I get that that was your mom, and you were going through some shit, but fuck you, because other bitches were not doing the same. They were not doing that because they're seeking help, anyways. Somebody described that thing of like that's her whole thing is that like, and this is this is why this episode was very slay because this there's two points in there where they make it so so clear Anakin chose he chose he had everything going for him and he chose to be a piece of shit and he and he says it on screen he's like you didn't do this to me i did this to me so shout out to all the jedi haters you're you're wrong um but like he he does it and then which is a, a parallel to ventress or saying like you can always choose to be better etc etc reva is like no i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna choose i'm gonna choose to be better um, and then they have Obi-Wan, like, say it. He says this, like, beautiful line to her and whatever. And, like, thematically, I thematically I felt like it was really important to show, like, 
no, he he chose that, and we're gonna show somebody else not choosing it to to make it motherfucking clear. Like, I thought it, and so when people are like, "Oh yeah, why was Reva here?" and I'm like, "She was important to both their stories, I think, and I think they were important to hers as well." But like, sh- she's important to be there for that for a number of reasons. The interaction that her and Obi Wan have there at the end, where she's like on the ground, first of all, made fucking twin sons all the better because she drops to the ground and i was like oh darth vader can or not darth vader darth maul cannot do the same maul cannot say the same the girlies one of us is walking out and it is reva now that makes me sad because then i'm thinking like if maul had chosen to let go would, would obi-wan have forgiven him too i, I mean think that's it, yeah i think that's what they imply in twin son like he he already has like obi-wan's like bro i I let this shit go a long time ago. I don't know why you're still hanging on to it, Maul. Now go get buried in my boyfriend's graveyard. I've got the perfect place for you to go after this. I I mean, and this was another thing of like, Deborah Chell really said, go watch Rebels, bitch. I'm no longer asking. Between the Twilight of the Apprentice thing and this, it was very much like, and now like, Twin Suns has always been my favorite moment in all of Star Wars. And now going to watch that, is gonna mean more to me because they're like there has been set there's been another moment of someone coming endangering luke endangering somebody whatever and you know that time he he offered him something and i think if you haven't already you should go watch when sam whitward like picks apart that scene with maul and whatever and the interesting part is that like Obi-Wan at that point he's like he knows what's gonna happen kind of like how when he sees Vader for the last time in A New Hope he like he knows what's gonna happen whatever and he's kind of like giving Maul a last chance and Maul's like nah he's not fucking getting it he's not getting it that this is it for him um and it just it it just has more meaning now because of this scene with Riva and I feel like there was a lot of stuff in this finale that like wow it gave so many other things so much more meaning and like that's what a prequel's for so true Claudia because I am thinking about in this episode when Obi-Wan called Vader Darth for the first time. I, I was like, Because first of all, yeah, it's hilarious. I was like, slay. But also it is making me realize he's like, fuck you. You are not my little bestie who fucked up so hard. He is like dealing with some other shit. Um, you're just fucking Darth. I'm not even, I know the historical significance of the word Darth. I'm not going to respect it. You are just Darth last name vader fuck such you. a bitch i love it i love that too because it is also you know easter egg for and referencing a new hope so all those people who are like oh why is he just calling him darth doesn't obi-wan or like don't they know about how darth is not like the actual person's name that's just their title just like uh you're a fake star wars fan because obi-wan does call him darth also in a new hope when they have their little like last fight so yeah, fake Star Wars fans. <laughs> I I also like I guess it's the equivalent of being like, okay, sir, like <laughs> to somebody. Like, that's the only thing I can think of. And it was I don't know. I I was like I was crying and sobbing during that scene. And then he goes, okay, Darth. And I'm like, I I remember tweeting something, being like, oh, I'm really scared. I'm not gonna see Obi Wan being like sassy and fun and 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 wild. And then there he is. That's how I knew he was back. <laughs> Another parallel, because we, we were talking about Rebels parallels with this, like, twin son parallel. But another parallel is with, like, during the Vader and, and Obi-Wan fight. 
the parallel of Obi-Wan hitting Vader's mask and you see what was it the right side of his face where it's like with Ahsoka you see the left side of his face and it just being like they only saw like we're able to see half or part of him whereas Luke in Return of the Jedi was able to finally like see like his full face and that made me very sad and emotional because it's like oh so true yeah when somebody pointed that out I was like oh I fear I will not recover from this and somebody else pointed out shout out to all the people on Tumblr who have brains that are so big um somebody else pointed out how like when Anakin or when Vader says like I did this to myself because of his it's his self-hatred that is the whole point um and it's not Obi-Wan or whatever that's why all these other people who loved him first Padme then Obi-Wan then Ahsoka try to reach him and they cannot reach him it has to be someone who doesn't know him who loves him almost unconditionally where that it can like turn him back and I'm like damn okay because 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 of the self-hatred is so bad and I'm like oh boy I made myself sad. this is my whole thing because I'm like I don't stand Anakin I hate that bitch and I you know like literally there's a you know how there's that common thing in Star Wars where somebody like or a person on the light side they go a little too far and then they're like oh no I went a little too far and I thought they were gonna do that with Obi-Wan when he starts like lifting rocks and shit whatever and they Elzor didn't. man <laughs> Yeah, like, I can't with that. Or like when Ezra starts like just chucking stormtroopers off the side or whatever. But like, I mean, they had Obi Wan do his little lifting rocks moment. Shout out to the sequels, and he'd do his little lifting rocks moment and just absolutely just wail on that guy on on Vader. And they don't really have a moment of like oh, I went too far or whatever. And I was like, that's so slay because yeah, he should die. He's a fascist bitch. Like, yeah, obviously, but like, obviously he's not going to be the one to kill him because he, he's like, I, I can't, I can't, that's, I can't do it. It was very awesome, very slay that they were like, yeah, we're going to let, we're going to let Obi-Wan be powerful and there's nothing wrong with that. I was like, thank you. One, you pointing out like, yep, yeah. <laughs> self-hatred moment for Vader Anakin and just like, God damn it, not me relating to Vader Anakin again. Ugh. The parallels between me and and Vader are blurring. I I hate it here. But no, also the lighting situation like there on on Anakin's like face or when he's like, there's some doubt with him and you see like the blue lighting from Obi-Wan's lightsaber on him versus when he fully is just like, no, you know, I'm not your failure. I'm the one who did this to myself and I'm going to kill you and him like fully like embracing that. He's just like, no, this is what I am. And the red lighting on his face again is just like, ah, I love a good lighting moment. Some people also notice that his eyes, they briefly become normal. They're not yellow. Yeah. Just, I mean, I don't know if that happens in in Twilight of the Apprentice. Well, and the same thing happens in Twilight of the Apprentice where the lighting in the like pyramid that's blowing up is kind of, it's like purple and it's flashing between blue and red. Um, And on his helmet is both blue and red at the same time in that moment it's very similar also shout out to Hayden Christensen who just said in an interview that he watched Twilight of the Apprentice several times to prepare for that scene sir I've never respected a bitch more (laughs) I also love the like the mix of Hayden and like 
James Earl Jones's like voices like during that whole like sequence. This is like, cool. oh god, this is really good. This is really cool. The way it kept switching back and forth, I feel like it, it also made like not just the suit, but like what's fucking wrong. Like it made it more real that that's like that is something that he's breathing out of. It made I don't know. It felt it felt very grounded and it felt very real. And then it kept like switching back and forth, like the electronics were off, but it was like it's both Anakin and Vader talking at the same because this is the moment where you realize that they are the same people. I was like, Deborah Cho, your mind is so big. <laughs> like during that fight in the beginning, when Obi Wan again is just like, I will do what I must, and instead of. Um, Anakin Vader being like, you will try, which is what he says in, you know, Revenge of the Sith. This time he's like, you will die. Which is a Twilight of the Apprentice reference. It starts with a Revenge of the Sith reference and then it ends with a Twilight of the Apprentice reference. And I was like, because in Twilight of the Apprentice, for those who don't know already, she says, I'm not leaving you again. And he's like, then you'll die. But then Obi-Wan in Revenge of the Sith says... I will do what I must. And he says, you will try, whatever. And I'm like, they they melded those two. I was like, that's as close to an Ahsoka reference as we got, which I was like, okay, fine. All right. And I'm like, when they did the, I will do what I must, whatever. I was like, yeah, is this fan service? True. But I am the fan being serviced. So yes, once again, true. I'm okay with that. <laughs> this is completely unrelated, but it's a different quote unquote fight that happened in this episode. I want to talk about Baru, Owen, and Reva's little moment. And specifically, actually, a moment when they're not fighting, but Reva is just fucking Comac Vitusing out in the fucking. in the hills <laughs> with. Comac Vitusing! <laughs> with Luke. Um, I did quite enjoy that part. Also, the fact I was really banking on a Tuscan showing up and being like, hey, what's going on? I know. On I thought day? that was going to happen too. Like, some Tuscans being like, hey, besties. I'll save you just like how we saved yeah. Boba uh, Fett. Hey, that bitch has a red red lightsaber. Remember when that guy with the blue lightsaber really fucked up our shit? Ah! But like, I, I that was another cool n- New Hope connection because like that's at the beginning of A New Hope. He goes into that canyon or whatever and that's how he sees Ben Kenobi again and he like, he falls and is like he's he has passed out because he's just a small little gay boy and that's exactly what happens to him here and this is also the moment where we see her turn towards the light and it's supposed to be a parallel like because that's when we meet obi-wan for the first time and he like comes in and saves luke and then like this is when she turns towards the light and she saves luke in the same way and you're like oh wow it's like poetry rhymes again deborah cho your mind is so big like also my question for that whole situation i want to get into more of the, the owen and baru fight moment however i just want to ask a question a question to the the crowd luke do you not remember being chased by a woman (laughs) with a red sword who was gonna beat the shit out of you maybe you know that was very traumatic for him so he was just like wipe that from my mind no more thing about that i also like the idea of him being like damn that was a crazy ass dream well no she didn't have her red sword out when she was chasing him she was just some like woman in a cloak chasing (laughs) him woman is chasing me for some reason guys i don't know why he's like there's this woman chasing him and then he falls and then she pulls it out when he's unconscious so he doesn't know okay but also oh my god why did i think about the last jedi and luke pulling out his lightsaber while ben solo is like sleeping (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my god wait no shut up that's no that you were so right for that you're so right for that he's like hey i remember when this lady like pulled out her her lightsaber and was really gonna get my ass i was like kind of awake i just was playing like i was like, taking a little nap but i didn't have a cool lightsaber to I fight back. yeah reba reba's the domino did. reba's a domino effect that creates kylo ren <laughs> No. Oh. no! No, girly, no! <laughs> but Baru and, and Owen, Baru they're with slay the little... Yeah, Baru with, a... Baru with a Glock, truly. Listen, I, mean, I said I wanted her to jo- enter her John Brown era, and she really did. She leaned she into the, the militancy. And, well, and I mean, they, they didn't deliberately connect it to Queen's Hope, but like thematically they did because it was like, Owen was like, what are you doing? Whatever. And she's like, let's go, whatever, which is spoilers for Queen's Hope. She works with Sabe to help like free slaves for a while, her and Owen, whatever. And I in this she was like, and I'm ready. I'm ready to go. You know what? That's why Luke is so slay, because his aunt is super slay. Baru and Owen are good parents slash caretakers for Luke. So all you people who in episode one were coming for Uncle Owen and being like, Uncle Owen is abusive. No, he isn't. Look at him. He was willing to lay down his life for little Luke, for this little gay boy. He's also a wife guy. Like, he was really like, are you whatever, whatever. And she's like, let's go. And he's like, okay. So true. All right. Also followed by, this is unrelated, but kind of related. I was so sure that Rima was going to bury her lightsaber there in the in the, actually, the sand. And I was like, I am just am imagining the end of Rise of Skywalker. Rey puts the fucking lightsabers away. And she's like walking away and she trips and she's like, what the, f- what the fuck was she that? Didn't she bury it? Or the, the end I mean, of the it kind of gotten just eaten. <laughs> but she, like, the end of Rise of Skywalker, she's walking away. Luke and Leia as Force Ghosts are like, Hey, girl queen. And she's walking away and she trips and she's like, what the fuck was that? And she opens up and it's like, oh, Jesus Christ, that's a red lightsaber. What the fuck? No, no, the end of the rise of, end of rise of Skywalker. And this is like every like, like fandom menace, um, fanboy's nightmare is she says, I'm Ray Skywalker. Then she trips over the, over the new thing. She pulls out the thing and then she flies away with the helicopter. Like, so true. <laughs> she I so flies so- away into the night. <laughs> yeah. Which- when that, the freaking was an old lady person shows up and it's like who the fuck are you that's the old lady being like all you motherfuckers gotta stop bearing your freaking laser swords here what's going on yeah you guys are not bearing them deep enough like they are just I, like above ground i i do i did think that she was gonna purify her kyber crystal in that moment which would have been very slay because it would have been another parallel to ahsoka like it would have been quite cool but she was just like so anyway bye also we did not get to see any helicopter lightsabers in this and i was so upset Tragedy is struck at the function. Speaking of helicopter sabers, this has nothing to do with helicopter sabers, but it made me start thinking about Quizzy because you know when they're chasing after like their the ship in the beginning, and Quizzy's just like, because you know Obi Wan's little pod like leaves, and then Vader's like, okay, we have to go after Obi Wan, and Quizzy's just like, bro, but what about the rest of them? What do you mean? He's like, that's just one Obi Wan over there. The rest of these people are still like gonna <laughs> cause problems for us. And Vader's just like, no. And Quizzy's standing there like, oh my god, I'm not being paid enough for this shit. Meanwhile, fucking five years later, he's like, I'm gonna chase down this man and this little child at any cost, even my own fucking life. No, but that's what's funny though, is that like 
in the end of the day, he gets punished by Vader for fucking up. But it, but like he's like, but I remember when I wanted to stop this, just stop this in its tracks and you wouldn't fucking let me. So, you know what? I am on Quizzy's side in that way because his manager, his boss is a hypocrite. And yeah. <laughs> Quizzy's just like, I was just doing the same thing you did all those years ago, huh? Do you remember that? Remember? And Vader's just like, you know what? Time for you to get turned into an alarm system. An alarm, a High Republic temple alarm system. Darth Vader does not believe in the death penalty. He said, I'm just giving you I'm gonna keep life you sentence. alive. Life sentence. <laughs> But wait, speaking of like that beginning of the episode, we have Obi-Wan being very slay, being like, hey, I got to save everybody, like whatever. And then being like, bestie, we're all in this together. I would like to talk about Roken for a second. He's mm. not even that big of a character, but he's so he is so slay. Like, I, I hope I get to see this man in Andor. I hope I get to see this man in something because... He's such an Broken icon. Broken and Jedi Survivor. Let's go. So true. Yeah. Broken and Reva. Let's go. The I want, two R's. I want Roken to be the new Sagarera where they're like, okay, we're just going to throw this bitch into a project. Let's go. Yeah. I, I want him I want, I want him to friends with Doula. Yeah. I also want him to know Sagarera. I want him to be like, oh my God, Saw. Hey. Hey. Um, I, I, <laughs> Should they kiss on the mouth? Discuss. Sagarera yes. and Roken? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Jin's like I had a stepdad for a bit. Uh, his name was Rogan. Sockin. Sockin. <laughs> Raw. He enters into the polykill <laughs> with Rex and Saw. So true. Also, this is like, completely unrelated. Um, but I have become obsessed with O'Shea Jackson because of of Rokin. His so, Twitter account is his so Twitter good. So good. Also followed by I can't stop saying O Slay Jackson. <laughs> So I just being like, that's Osley Jackson. Osley Jackson. Oh my god. He is, he's, he has been, he has been just like, just bullying the bitches back on Twitter and it's so good. He's like, they're like, oh, you suck, whatever. And he's like, that's not what my bank account says. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, one of us got paid to do something and it's not you. So maybe you should cry about it. Um, yeah, her, his story, Roken and um, Riva's story, both were left so, like, open and ambiguous, and I'm curious what they're going to do with that. I, the idea of Riva being, showing up in fucking Mando is so fucking funny to me. That would be, I, I we were, she's we like, were, what, we were like, 30? I mean, she wouldn't be, yeah, she wouldn't be that old. Because she's only, like... She's, like, 19 right now, so yeah. that's five more years. So that's, like... She's only a bit younger than Ahsoka. 24 plus... Yeah, she'd be, like, fucking 34. <laughs> she's like, hey, guys, it's me. What if Riva. she's at Luke's... What if she's at Luke's temple? See... No! Is see, if she was at Luke's temple, she never would have let Ben... Yeah, she never would have let Ben slide. No, 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 no. He, he'd be like, I'm thinking... I've been hanging out with the Knights of Ren lately. And she's like, oh, that's crazy. Maybe you shouldn't do that. That's, like, super stupid. Stay away from a Maxine station right now. He's like, my grandfather. And she's like, your grandfather was a punk ass bitch. Uh, he smelled. His coochie <laughs> stank. Don't. Don't do that shit. Also, from the beginning of the episode, uh, Leia and Obi-Wan, when Obi-Wan's just like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta go, bestie. 
like you know the rest of them will get you back to alderaan safe and she's just like what the fuck i thought we were all in this together but then you know him being like telling her that he was also a little scared and then like maybe like lola would help him too and the fact that she does like give him lola and so when he goes to fight vader you see him first when he lands the ship with the little lola who's just like yep me and the little droid that my 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 niece gave me i fear i am a victim of lola capitalism because there's that one shot of him like smiling and looking at her whatever, yeah. and i was like oh no i'm feeling an emotion from a certain point of view lola is a hidden mickey no literally oh my god <laughs> you're anyway, so, so correct <laughs> that was I'm a joke i stole unseen. from ollie Oh, Ollie. I hope that they're like not telling the Inquisitors anything. They're not, not a sitch. They're they're telling Reva about the hidden Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> Reva, the hidden Mickey behind you. Uh, Re- oh. Reva's like, I reprogrammed the hidden Mickey. <gasps> the reprogrammed hidden Mickey is a Mickey from Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> no, god damn it. But uh, anyway, also Obi Wan giving Leia Tala's little holster. I was just thinking about, like, her outfit. Like, she has a couple outfits. Like, she has, like, outfit in the comics, whatever, where she has a holster or whatever. And I was like, are you telling me that that's the one that she had? Because I'm going to be really sad. Well, and also somebody pointed out that the the blaster pistol that she uses, I don't know if it's the same one she that she's always had or if this is just, like, her preferred brand or whatever. Um, It has, like, a, a model name, but, like, the nickname that it has been given is Satine's Lament. It's the one that she uses in A New Hope. And it's also the one that she uses in The Last Jedi to, in the Last Jedi to stun Poe Dameron. <laughs> Satina's scre- <laughs> crying, screaming, throwing up that Poe Dameron's having a bitch fit. Um, but yeah, I just think it's really cool that she gets this holster that she ends up wearing from Tatla that's given to her by Obi-Wan. And then she has um, a blaster called Satine's Lament. Um Anyway, I just made myself upset. Oh, no. At the end, when they have Leia, like, putting on her little outfit and then being slay with her little gloves and everything, I was like, if they, if they, if I was a little girl watching this and they didn't give me that outfit for my American Girl doll, I would have been screaming, crying, and, like, ripping at the walls. (laughs) Like, I'm like, you don't tell me that they showed every piece of that so they could sell it to little girls. Please. I hope to see all the little girls dressed as Leia. (laughs) So true. Also... This entire, like, series, but specifically this episode, just made me, like, recontextualize in A New Hope when Luke is like, I'm here with Ben Kenobi. We're here to save you. And she's like, bitch, I am running. I don't give a fuck about you, twink. Move, bitch. I'm here to go (laughs) see my best friend. What? I saw something really sad that was like, so the moment in the fight with Vader when he's like, all hope is lost, he's under the rocks. And then he he thinks of Luke and Leia and that's what, like, brings him back. Yeah, so what he like, he thinks of his love. This is the power of uncles compels you. Basically, he like, he like, he he basically he thinks of his love for them. And that's what like, and that's like what reminds him of his power in the light and whatever. And but then if you parallel that to a new hope. Um, he finally he sees, sees them. He and sees then them like, from I'm willing afar. To- like then that's why he's like, okay, now I can go. And I'm like, oh shit. Okay. He's like, <laughs> they're finally meeting and reunited. Yeah. I mean, you should have maybe told them that you, they were brother and sister. Like maybe that would have been helpful. Listen, he had a to do list in his robe 
but they didn't get to see because the Death Star blew up and his robe was in left on the Death Star. But on the, <laughs> on the to-do list was like, teach Luke how to be a Jedi, I guess. If they ever meet their siblings, get a, like a really good slushy from 7-Eleven next time I'm in town. <laughs> he, he likes bubble tea. Oh, so true. What do you think his bubble tea order is? As the resident, like, you know, boba barista, I think Obi-Wan would go for, like, a good, like, jasmine, like, milk tea. Speaking of Leia, I do want to shout out, like, and so uh, John Williams wrote the new Obi-Wan theme, but Natalie Holt, who did the score for the Loki series, also did the score for the Obi-Wan series, and she's been slaying the whole time, Um, and she saved... She saved some of those classic themes for maximum emotional damage. When she when they're on Alderaan and she pulled out Leia's theme, and then right after that, the Force theme, I was like, ma'am, you have just taken a knife and stabbed me several times. Speaking of Leia and those like those last moments of um Obi-Wan and, and her hanging out before he says goodbye to her and him telling her about he's like yeah i okay i i lied to you i did know your parents bestie i'm sorry and him telling her what how she was like padme and how she how she was like anakin but being like i can't really like tell you more than that i can't tell you who your parents actually are and her being like nah it's okay and looking at like bail and brea because she's you know just saying like you know these are my parents. These are the people who are raising me and love me for who I am. And so even if I never get to like find out about my my real parents, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be okay. I just like how, I mean, this is one of several moments. So he also has that with Owen and Brew where he's like, you know what, you guys, you guys do know the best. And for, for him or whatever, he has both of those moments. And like, if one has read Queen's Shadow, for instance, like, What's cool about that is, like, he says, like, you've gotten all these things from your mother. But, like, Padme was mentored by ba- by Bale. At the end of the day, like Thanos, it all comes back to him. <laughs> but, like, it, but, like, it's, it, I love the double, the double meaning there. It's, like, he's, like, well, I actually did know your parents. He's, like, actually, he has also always been Bale's friend as well. I love the double meaning there, but I also love the, again, the fuck you to the Ray Skywalker haters. I love the idea of like the, the acknowledging her birth parents and also loving her adopt, adoptive parents, actually for both of them, for Luke as well. I was like, oh man, I'm, oh Jesus Christ, I'm having a moment. I also, we also got to see Obi-Wan with both polycules. So I was like, kiss Bale on the mouth. We win. <laughs> we win. Owen reluctantly being like, maybe we'll take you back into oh, our polycule. That's all I could think about. <laughs> I'll have to talk to the wife about this. Goodbye. <laughs> no, and he's like, do you want to meet him? And I got to say, both Moses Ingram and also Ewan McGregor have, were acting their asses off in this because the face that he makes when he's like, I finally get to meet Luke or whatever. Oh, I I was like, sir, you're doing something here. But also, one of my favorite Luke moments is not on screen. It is the comic issue where he meets the echo of Elzar Man. Um, but a big element of Luke Skywalker post the movies or even like during the time of the movies is that like he's very alone um, and very alone of like, he doesn't have any of the Jedi to help him and whatever. And he has to do a lot alone. So that line where Obi-Wan is like, 
he should be a kid right now. He'll have plenty of time to whatever. I was kind of screaming at the screen. I was like, no, he won't. He's going to be alone his whole life. And then he's going to blame himself for his mistakes. And then he's going to be alone more. And he's, he's going to be alone. He's going to have nobody to fucking help him except for you and your fucking force ghost coming in like every, maybe never. I just think he's going to be alone. There's not enough time. You stupid raggedy bitch. I got very upset. <laughs> I was like, okay, maybe I do care a lot about Luke because I was like, no, he's going to be alone all the time. Shut up, bitch. Um, because you know what? Lone and Greatstorm wouldn't have let this happen. <laughs> I mean, Lone and, Lone, and, Lone and Greatstorm did do the same thing to Belle. Okay. <laughs> Belle Zedifar wouldn't have let this happen. He would have been like, <laughs> I will give you some friends, bitch. Anyways, do we have any final thoughts about this episode? Oh, did we talk about Haja? Because I feel like they left his his story open as well. His story was I felt like left open as well. That being said, I think the main thing with Haja this episode was that like he he was so clearly like uh an echo, I want to call it, something that that uh Obi-Wan carries with him into a new hope of like Han of like ah this is some dumb shitty guy. You have to have faith in him. You got to have faith in the homies cuz they will pull through. Well, and that's what, like, makes something essentially Star Wars is, like, you have the magic and you have the people and then you have the people who are, like, kind of a rogue and then choose to do the right thing. Like, he's very much like Han. He's very much like Lando. And in connection to Obi-Wan, he's a lot like Hondo as well. Like, um, <laughs> that's Obi-Wan knew Haja how to handle and Hondo Han. parallels. No, when do I get to see Haja and Hondo hanging out? Hajdo? That's my <laughs> new Hajdo. No! <laughs> No, but like, like I love how Obi Wan Obi Wan was like completely trusts him, whatever, because he's like, oh yeah, I used to have a friend who was kind of, who was kind of, huh. he's fine. He was kind of, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously no. he's gay as well, but <laughs> I mean, I I did love how Haja was like, well, now I know what it is really like to be a to be a Jedi and it's hard or whatever, and I was like, oh no, now I'm sad. Shit. I also love the representation for cosplayers. Haja was just a cosplayer who took who went from LARPing to like real life. That that was it was so powerful of him, honestly. Um yeah, where does he get his lightsabers? Like, does he get it from shout out to level up lightsabers? I hope he gets it from there. <laughs> from Master Allen. Master Allen so is that it is canonically within Star Wars and supplying the cosplay materials uh to people like Haja. But as for um, Cody Watch you know, uh, Cody wasn't there, but that's okay. That's okay, because the show was still very Yas and Slay. Um, I still just believe that Cody is on vacation. He's safe until, even gonna, until otherwise. Are we going to see him in the Lego Summer Vacation special? We might. I hope. I hope he, he's there. Because we see Obi-Wan in a Hawaiian shirt. Shout out to the trailer for the Lego Summer Vacation. Because people are like, what's your favorite Star Wars trilogy? Mine is the three Lego Star Wars specials. Uh, the Lego Holiday Special, Terrifying Tales, and now the Summer Vacation. That's the real Star Wars trilogy culminating in a Weird Al, uh, a new Weird Al. That's the other best Star Wars trilogy, the now three Weird Al Star Wars parody songs. Um, it's And we're talking about Obi-Wan. Apparently in the trailer they have uh, Obi-Wan in a Hawaiian shirt talking to Finn. And I was like, holy shit, so... I think Cody's gonna be there. I think he's gonna be partying on that beach. Okay. Now we had the we had fall, winter, and and summer. 
can't wait for the the Lego Star Wars that will take place during the spring. But I'm telling you, I am st- stand strong, my brothers. Lego for Arbor Day. <laughs> for Arbor Day. <laughs> If you uh, remember a couple episodes back, we did an eBay uh, adventure wherein I brought um, an Anakin, life-size Anakin statue, um, and we believe that if we find all 2,000 of these Anakin statues, we can cure COVID-19. We got an update a while back wherein someone talked about the Anakin statue that lived in their local rec center. Since then... We have two updates. Two big Anakin statues were found, one of which by me, uh, it is in Fullerton, California. And the other one, let me make sure I'm saying the right town, is in Dayton, Ohio. So thank you so much to Terrace Hoffman um, on Instagram for, for letting us know where an Anakin statue is. Once again, if you have any... Uh, details as to where anakin statues are located in this country if you own an anakin statue if you or a loved one own an anakin statue and would like to let us know tell us the tale in which you've gotten it please email us at rupalpadres at gmail.com um this is vital information once again we are working with the cdc to end COVID 19 I love. I think, I'm I entering think, my Joe Rogan era. I'm spreading misinformation about COVID. I think it could cure the monkeypox too. Like so it's getting, true. It's getting dire. Uh, also, for those who don't know, we will leave a photo on one of the recent listings of uh, what Anakin statue we are talking about in the in the notes uh, when we've talked about it before. It is young Anakin pod, the pod racing young Anakin from a Phantom Menace. The recent listing was for $3,000. So if you want to, like, give us $3,000, we can buy one. Yeah. That's so, I, Here's the thing. I think we'll need a little bit more than $3,000. I want to say $5,000 because, first of all, we need um, for shipping and handling. And then also, like, emotionally, where are we putting this creature? Like, in our homes? Like, which one of us is getting it? <laughs> I did realize that, like, young Luke, he is at the age that Anakin is at when he met Obi-Wan for the first time. So, like... When we have that, oh, we have fuck. when we have that scene, it's supposed to be just like when Anakin and Obi Wan meet for the first time, and I was like, "Oh shit, I'm sad." Sorry, I made the Anakin statue segment sad. Yo, you made the Anakin statue segment sad. Um, shit, I um, technically, technically, Luke and Leia are ten, and Anakin was nine. You're done. So okay, Cinnamon Sins. <laughs> so true. Read her. Okay. Anyways, welcome to name that ship. Um, Name That Ship is a segment we do here on Rupalps, uh, wherein we have searched the dark corners of AO3 for fanfiction that is sometimes cursed. Sometimes it's just high concept and we need to share it with the with the class. Uh, This is no disrespect to the authors um, who are writing this. You are the backbone of fandom. Once again, we try very hard to bring slay fix only. So like this is no disrespect. This is honoring your hard work. Also followed by, if you find a fan fiction while you are per- perusing AO3, you can always send it here to Rupalps. Um, there is a submission link in the show notes. So without further ado, I'm bringing two fix today and Claudia is bringing one. Um, and I'm going to start us off. Are you all ready? This fic is called Amicability. The tags are POV, character B, 
character B needs a hug, chance meetings, friends to lovers, fix it of sorts, angst with a happy ending, angst and hurt slash comfort, discussion of brainwashing, mutual pining, Tatooine, Star Wars. Are one of these characters or both of them force sensitive? One of them is force sensitive. Are So there's just one ship. Are they just both men? Ship. Are they both women? They are both men. Okay. Is this... It's one Obi-Wan Kenobi. One is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Is one a clone? No. A bounty hunter? No. Uh, Owen Lars? No. Um, are they both characters from the... Well, obviously one is Obi-Wan, but from the prequel era? Yes. Prequel era. Okay. Is this somebody who has generally been on Tatooine? No. That oh, is what... That is what Bail Organa. No, it is not Bail. That is kind of the reason I had to bring this fic is that I'm like, now how did you get to Tatooine? Quickly. Hondo? No, not Hondo. Is it somebody who knows Obi-Wan? Yes. Someone who has talked to Obi-Wan more than once. But not a Jedi, not a bounty but hunter. But not a Jedi, not a bounty hunter. A politician? Not a politician. Do we see them in the movies or yes. in the, the Clone Wars? We see them in the movies. Is it Dexter Jester? It is Dexter Jester. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. And my question is, how did you get to Tatooine, sir? Okay. Yeah. That's so, so interesting. Maybe what? Obi-Wan was like, hey, Dex, I'm going to Tatooine. You want to come with me? Well, see, the, the, the summary of this fic is Obi-Wan and Dexter. Dexter. <laughs> That's what I hope I can't. <laughs> Randomly run into each other on Tatooine. It changes a few things. Um, and then also, I would just like to... Claudia, unfortunately, knows because I was talking about it. We had a short break. Um, I, Jess, I just want... I shot in the dark. If you had to guess what person they decided to quote at the beginning of this fic, who do you think it would be? I don't know a lot of people, Misty. <laughs> Just, just guess any person. Star Wars, non-Star Wars, any person. No, no. I, I'll give, I'll give you this. It's not a person in Star Wars. It is a real life person. I'm so scared. It's, uh, a, it's a historical figure. Oh no, that could be anyone. Uh, it's a woman. Are they? Wait, they're a historical figure. Yes. And I truly don't understand. Maybe I just need to read the fic to understand the context in which they've decided to use a quote from this person. But it's like so out of left field. I was just trying to like find out more things about this fan fiction. I was like, wait, why is she here? I'm so scared now. So it is Helen Keller. What? <laughs> what? I don't know why. I'm like, Helen, like once again, Helen Keller slay. But the quote is, I would rather find a friend in the dark than alone in the light. Interesting. I mean, okay. Hmm. Interesting. Right. In the context of this fic, okay, interesting. In the context of Helen Keller's life, interesting. I Lots don't know unpack. why you, Yeah, I don't know why you've brought these two things together. Anyways, that is the fic I have brought for the first one. So the one I have brought today, um, it was submitted to us by user the actual Kate Bishop on TikTok. Shout out to our, this person. Our bestie, our mutual. Yeah, our our bestie. So this one, it's the concept. It's the concept here that you guys are going to be like, Anar. So let me, okay. So we'll see if you can guess some of the ships, but the ships are not the biggest part. So the relationships are Obi-Wan Kenobi and clone troopers. So friendships. I'm, gi- I'm giving you, I'm giving you Obi-Wan because number one, it's on theme. And number two, um, that's not the crazy part to guess. Obi-Wan Kenobi slash character A. Character B slash Obi-Wan Kenobi. 
character C slash Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi slash clone trooper characters. Character A and Anakin Skywalker and Obi-Wan and Anakin Skywalker and characters include Obi-Wan, character B, original clone trooper characters, character A, Anakin Skywalker, um, character C, another original clone trooper, another original clone trooper, character D, Padme Amidala, Sheev Palpatine. The additional tags are this thing, Jedi AU. And by this thing, I mean another piece of media that it would, would cross over. Well, not cross over, but be an AU of. This tag I can't give you because you'll guess it. Clone Trooper Angst. Clone Trooper Emancipation. Clone Trooper Centric. Character A, Redemption. Polyamorous Character. Open Marriage. Protective Obi-Wan Kenobi. Flashback Heavy. Obi-Wan Kenobi is not a Jedi. Anakin Skywalker is not a Jedi. Angst and Hurt Comfort, in which Obi-Wan is character from other thing and he's saving the galaxy one clone at a time rating may change dialogue heavy it is a part of a series i don't know if it would be easier for you to guess the thing or guess the characters because the characters don't really matter as much okay interesting but it's interesting so is it a is it a book is it a movie is it a tv series it is a movie that has been also adapted into something else a movie that's been adapted into something else a tv show no. A podcast. No. A podcast? <laughs> I don't know. Only murders Would in the building Would it be popular on Tumblr.com? Like, amongst the culture of people on Tumblr.com, they all quite like this thing. Amongst but the it's culture? Not like, it's, but it's not like one of the big fandoms, but it's all like everybody Firefly? likes this thing. No, it's not, a, it's not a franchise, although it did have, I will say this, it did have at least one sequel and it was adapted into something other another video. A sequel? A comic? Into... No. Oh, fuck. Okay. Um, are there actual gay people in it? Yes or no? Yes. Oh, okay. This changes things. This changes my scope. Okay. Um, are the gay people main characters? Are any of the gay people characters in this fan fiction? Um, no. They're the gay the gay characters in that thing are Is not. Is it Voltron? <laughs> No. Okay, good, because no, I don't no, know no, no. shit about it's not Voltron. Voltron like, like a... was, um, was, was that a movie? Fuck. I'm, I'm no, it was a series. Um, And this fic is this thing AU, so it's not exactly a crossover, so like those characters wouldn't be in it. It's like Obi-Wan. So, wait, so it's a fic wherein like slavery could be something that these characters encounter? And they're no. talking about emancipation. Okay. Well, it, it's within the it's within the Star Wars universe, but I think believe that it's these characters acting like that's the weird thing. It is within the Star Wars universe. If I okay. give you some part of the summary, in which Obi Wan Kenobi never returns to the Jedi Order after the war on Melida Dawn, which is from Legends, um, and instead finds another way to follow the Force as well, namely by fighting sentient rights abuses all over the galaxy and emancipating the Grand Army of the Republic, one clone trooper at a time. Is it, like, law and order? <laughs> You're getting closer. Okay, okay, oh, wait, now so it was a movie. Uh-huh. The Equalizer. Adapted. No. Was it adapted into, like, like, a play or, like, musical? Yes, it was adapted into a musical. Death Note? Death Note? Death Note? That would have been funnier, but... Heathers? <laughs> Oh, you're getting so close. Mean Girls? 
You're getting closer. Legally blonde. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wait, wait, no, no, no. The cast of me- Legally Blonde is passing Obi-Wan Kenobi around like a blunt. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's a Legally Blonde AU. So it's Legally Blonde AU lawyer Obi-Wan. Um, <laughs> um, in which Obi-Wan is L. Woods and he's saving the galaxy one clone at a time. <laughs> um, Who are the ships? I need to know. I'm cu- uh, The ships I'm are Obi-Wan slash Darth Maul, Fox slash Obi-Wan, Cody slash Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan slash other clone trooper characters. Um, I don't really know about the the romance part of it. Um, but here's the thing. It's 17 chapters long and nine of 17. Only it's a part of a series. Only there's only been one fic in the series so far. But yeah, it's it's please imagine if it was Elle Woods in Star Wars, except for that's Obi-Wan. That is so slick. That's that's really yeah. good. Anyways, I'm literally obsessed with this, and whoever sent this does know that I love Legally Blonde, so. Slay. <laughs> okay. Um, that was um, crazy. Yeah. Are we ready for the second one? That yeah, I brought? Yes, I want to hear. All right, here we go. This is uh, a fic called These Ruined Hands of Mine. They Seek You Out. Always You. Oh, boy. I know. I was like, this is interesting. Once again, this is for the ship. This is for the the pure, like, whoa, out of left field shit. Relationships are character A, character B, character A, and character C, character A, and Darth Maul, character A, and Mace Windu, (laughs) Anakin Skywalker, and character A, and Shmi Skywalker, Freemore, who's a character from Legends, and character C, Freemore slash Mace Windu background relationship. Uh, additional tags character c and character a grow up as temple brats jedi character a jedi character c hurt slash comfort angst slavery tattooing culture um oblivious character a character b has such a huge fucking crush on everyone but uh, and everyone knows but character a rare pair in this house we shower mace windu with appreciation trauma uh because of a location and poopatine, not palpatine. Uh, PTSD, character A centric, alternate universe canon divergence, minor character de- death. Ultimately, a feel good story. I promise. Fluff. Okay, so there's three characters we have to guess. The first two are in a ship with each other. And I mean, the last honest, one. Honestly, character. The the you only have to figure out two. The ones that are in the ship. The other one will just give away who character A is. Okay, I'm gonna. Is one of them Obi-Wan Kenobi? Because, yes. But, character okay. B is Obi-Wan Kenobi. So it's character A and character B are together. Aren't, yes. So are, are the is rest of the characters... Is this a gay char- ship? It is a gay ship. Are the rest of the characters Jedi or like originally Jedi or are they just Jedi in the fic? They are Jedi in the fic. A and C. A and C are Jedi in the fic. But, but they are they force sensitive originally? Yes, they are. Oh. But Ventress Maul? Not Ventress or Maul. So they were force sensitive and they are... There, does Obi-Wan know them in, in, in the real Star Wars? Uh, Obi-Wan interacted with one of them in canon. And it's not the character that he's shipped with in this fic. <laughs> Is it someone he's usually the same age as? Or no? Um, I did not even think about that. Um, I think in this fic they are the same age. Wait, so this means... Does that mean they're in the Clone Wars? Yes. Is it... So this isn't... This is someone who's not traditionally a Jedi. Yes. 
is one is this Savage? Savage Press? Press is character C. <gasps> Shut Wait, does, but okay. not Maul? Not Maul. Is it Feral Feral Press slash Obi Wan Kenobi? That's I'm so like, interesting. I'm like, you were so slay. What? What was um, the tag you couldn't give away? Oh, the tag. The tag I couldn't say are Maul and Feral are fucking twins, and you can't take this away from me. Whoa. Oh. Yeah. So slay the That's... summary. Wait, who is Savage shipped with? Uh, Savage is not shipped with anyone. Oh, okay. Um, he is just simply there. Uh, he is vibing, but also for some reason, Anakin, Feral, and Shmi are all tagged together, like the and. So I'm like, interesting. I want to see besties, what they're besties, I guess. Goes. Yeah, I'm assuming basically the premise of this fic is, um, Savage. So Maul is taken away by, by Palpatine, and Savage is like, I am running the fuck away with my little brother, and they go to a Jedi temple and are raised as Jedi. That's and- so sly. Slay. The, the summary is, when Feral is young enough to remember the muggy heat of Dathomir, but not old enough to remember much more than that, Savage looks at him and thinks, I can't lose another brother. So Savage takes him and runs. Uh, AKA, Savage never meant to be was uh, never meant to be found by the Jedi and certainly never meant to become one of them. Everything that follows uh, is what Feral will forever call the will of the Force. Savage would call it banthership, but at least he gets his lost brother back. This is the Sokka and Katara-ification of Fer- Feral no. I can't. Are you implying that Obi-Wan Kenobi is Aang? <laughs> well, you saw him in the finale of Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's lifting he rocks. lifting the rocks and throwing. <laughs> in a lot of ways, in a lot of ways, Vader is Ozai when you think about it. Yeah. I, I was thinking about that final fight because I was like, okay, Aang not killing Ozai, that's fine. Like, he was a kid, whatever. But I'm like, Obi-Wan, you're a whole adult. You should kill that bitch. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us this week for RuPelf's Pod Race. Episodes usually drop on Sundays. Join us next week for our full Kenobi series discussion and stay tuned afterwards for the fun things we have planned before Andor comes out. For updates, Star Wars news, and more curse shit, follow us on social media at RuPelf's Pod Race on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And if you want to ask us some questions, send them to us on our TikTok Q&A or email us at rupehelpspodrace at gmail.com. And if you really love the show, please rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Spotify, or Overcast. It means a lot to us. And remember, may the force be with you. And don't criff it up. Waka waka. Waka waka. waka. Hello, Hello there. there.